0: Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached the number one up-and-coming combat sports podcast anywhere in the world, being recorded right here in New York City. I'm your man, Sean Hubbard. What up, though? And this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I'm so excited to be with you guys. It's Christmas week, Friday night, December 23rd. 2022, I'm so fired up as we are getting ready for the holiday season, getting ready for the Royal Rumble coming up in January, getting ready for, I don't know, what, New Japan is having their pay-per-view coming up the first of the year as well, but this is about boxing, this is about combat sports, and once again, I'm your host, Sean Hubbard, as we get ready to bring you, you've been asking for it? And here it comes, the top 10 pound-for-pound boxers in the world as we head into 2023. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly pound-for-pound top 10 list brought to you in podcast form. But before we get into that, got to make sure we get into this. First and foremost, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Happy Holidays in general, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy anything that you are going to be celebrating. God bless. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your time. Be generous. Show love. It's the best time of the year. Also, big shout-out to HossCreator.com because we love tech. Shout-out to my co-host on Clash of the Podcast. We record live, actually I should say we don't even record live, we come to you live every Monday night, 6.05 Eastern, as we discuss the world of professional wrestling, 6.05 Eastern time on the Everything Pro Wrestling YouTube channel, Clash of the Podcast Shorts on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly YouTube channel, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly also brings you on its website The audio version, but for the live video interactive broadcast every Monday night at 6.05, go to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Big shout out to my co-host, my brother, Conrad Cushman. Big shout out also to Fight TV, Joel, the whole staff over there. Appreciate you guys. Listen, this is what it's all about. Fight TV, the number one, in my opinion, the number one streaming combat sports network in the world. And this is Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, the number one up-and-coming podcast for combat sports anywhere in the world. So let's get right into this thing, man. Listen, wow, what a year in boxing. There's no question that boxing's on fire right now. I mean, like I said, HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly on YouTube, we cover boxing, MMA, and pro-wrestling. Pro wrestling's on fire, MMA's on fire, but boxing is in fuego right now because I'm telling you, with all the names and all the personalities, and yes, personality matters. Charismatic attitudes and charismatic personalities matter. And that's what it's all about. It's all about selling tickets, selling pay-per-views, and I'm gonna tell you guys something. When you've taken all the, I guess you could say, all the aspects of what makes a boxer great, As I started to put together all the demographics, all the statistics to figure out this top 10 list of fighters in the world, I take everything into consideration. We take everything into consideration like win-loss record, championships, charisma, marketability, the whole nine yards. So let's get right into this thing. The top 10 pound-for-pound boxers in the world, I'm going to show you why Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is the boxing correspondent for Fight TV and why Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, like I said, again and again and again, because it's true, the number one up-and-coming podcast for combat sports anywhere in the world. Once again, shout out to Conrad Cushman, my co-host on Clash of the Podcast every Monday night, 6.05. Let's get into this thing right here and now. So, a lot of big fights on the horizon, a lot of really cool things coming up in the new year. So, With that being said, I want to take a look back and uh, really jump into this thing from an analytical standpoint and talk to you guys about who I feel are the top 10 fighters in the world. Uh, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly and its analytics department put together some, some things to make sure that this list came out as pristine and precise as possible. You may agree, you may disagree. That's what it's all about. We want to hear your opinions as well. Make sure you go to hub underscore wrestling on uh, Twitter as well as hub wrestling weekly on Instagram to give your opinions on this list. But listen, let's get right into this thing. Coming in at number 10, you guys might be surprised because he is on fire right now. You think he might be a little higher on the list, but he's number 10 on my list. And I'm going to tell you why. Alexander Usyk, the WBA, IBF, WBO, and Ring Magazine heavyweight champion of the world. Wow. Number 10. I know you guys thought he might be higher coming off two epic victories. Two, I would say, pretty dominant victories over the former two-time champion Anthony Joshua. But here's the thing for me. I think Anthony Joshua's style was very conducive to Usyk being victorious in those two fights. Um, Joshua was the kind of fighter to come straight forward. Uh, He's a boxing big man. He's aggressive at times. You saw his aggression uh, in in previous fights and the rematch against Ruiz, etc. But in the time that he lost to Ruiz at Madison Square Garden and the two losses to Usyk, I felt like he was a little bit timid, a little bit laid back. And um, Usyk took advantage of that. And I think Joshua was style was conducive to a victory for Usyk in both of those fights. Look, he's the unified heavyweight champion of the world. He has every single title in the heavyweight division, with the exception of the WBC title, which is currently held by Tyson Fury. However, he is number 10 on my list. And I don't think being 10 on this list is a bad thing. I'm saying you're one of the top 10 fighters in the world. But our analytics department put this stuff together, and we came up with Usyk at number 10. I think he has some major challenges standing in front of him. No question about that. I think Deontay Wilder is on his way back after a tremendous victory over Robert Helenus recently. A a first-round knockout. And his comeback fight after the two losses, or I should say, you know, I guess you could say two losses and draw to uh, Fury. So you got people like Wilder on the horizon. I think Anthony, uh, you know, Anthony Ruiz is on the on the uh, horizon you never can count out uh, King Kong Ortiz even though he just lost to Ruiz so there's a lot of potential fights coming down the pike for Usyk who will have a chance to prove himself but according to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics we have him as number 10 unified heavyweight champion Alexander Usyk at number 10 on the 10 pound-for-pound boxers in the world top 10 pound-for-pound boxers in the world coming up at number nine Jamal Charlo, everybody knows the Charlo brothers, both of them world champions, this is Jamal I'm talking about, the WBC middleweight champion of the world, this man has been on a roll, this man has been on fire lately, he is undefeated, Uh, not to be confused with his brother Charmel who does have one loss, Jamal who just has one loss, I'm talking about Jamal Charlo, very similar names, they're twins, (laughs) kind of hard to tell them apart, but I'm talking about Jamal Charlo the WCBC middleweight champion undefeated uh I think he has a little ways to go he's number nine on the Hubbard wrestling top 10 list but I feel like there's a fight out there that he really should, should should try and go hard to get and um it's against a man who I think would solidify Jamal Charlo as a top five fighter in the world pound for pound uh, instead of being at number nine. And and I think it's fairly obvious. When you think about the middleweight championship uh, title picture, you think about Jamal Charlo, and then you think about the WBA and IBF champion, Triple G. Now, yes, Triple G just came off of a loss to Canelo. Yes, he lost the trilogy to Canelo. Yes, he's getting up there in age... He's, he's he's north of 40 now. Yes, we know that he's slowing down. But you give me Jamal Charlo, the WBC middleweight champion going up against Triple G, the WBA and IBF champion in a pay-per-view main event, I think it's going to sell a lot of tickets. I think it's going to sell a lot of pay-per-views. And I think that Jamal Charlo will come out on top and stake his claim as the best middleweight in the world. I think there's a little bit of question right now about who is the best middleweight in the world. Though Triple G just came off a loss to Canelo, though Triple G just lost a trilogy to Canelo, there's still a matter of dejection of whether or not he or Charlo are the best middleweight in the world. I think if they fight, Jamal Charlo will win and he will become the unified champion and basically tell the world that he's a top five fighter in the world. Right now Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics has him At number nine. At number eight, I'm fired up about this one. When you crunch all the numbers and look at all the information and statistics, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly has the number eight fighter pound for pound in the world. The former WBC heavyweight champion of the world, 42-1-1, Deontay Wilder. Yes, yes, Deontay Wilder is not the champion. Yes, Deontay Wilder lost twice to Tyson Fury yes I understand that but you know something this guy has still got it when you think about this right there's some guys let me take you guys down a a little bit of a history lesson there are some people who just have people's number and you can't figure it out you don't understand why but it is what it is right back in the day before any of us were even thought of before I was even a twinkle in my mother and father's eye right you had guys like the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Now, Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier three times. And there were three classic fights. Ali won two out of three. The first fight, Madison Square Garden, probably considered one of the biggest fights in history. Top five biggest fights in history. Muhammad Ali coming back from his three-year suspension uh, for not going to... Uh, Vietnam stood up for what he believed in. I respect that. The champion that took the title after Mah- Muhammad Ali's absence, Joe Frazier, one of the greatest ever. Rest in, peace to- rest in peace to both of them. Joe Frazier won that fight. He ended up losing the next two, but he won the first fight against Muhammad Ali. Big left hook, 15th round. Solidified a, a decision victory over the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, Right? But then Joe Frazier ended up defending the title against George Foreman, who beat him like he stole something, right? George Foreman beat Joe Frazier like he stole something. So when you think about that, okay, well, you know what? You got George Foreman beating up Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier just beat Muhammad Ali. So that must mean that Joe that George Foreman's gonna beat Muhammad Ali, right? Because if Muhammad Ali lost to Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier lost to George Foreman. That must mean that George Foreman's going to beat Muhammad Ali. Well, we all know how that happened. We all know what happened in Zaire. We all know that Muhammad Ali shocked the world and knocked out George Foreman. I say all that to say this. Sometimes people just have people's number. And Deontay Wilder, unfortunately for him, Tyson Fury has Deontay Wilder's number. But when you take away those two losses to, to Fury and you take away that one draw to Fury... Deontay Wilder is 43-0 and was a guy who had over a dozen, over a dozen successful title defenses. So, let's call a spade a spade, man. Deontay Wilder is pretty is undefeated against the world unless your name is Tyson Fury. So, in my mind, Deontay Wilder deserved, deserves respect. And even more so, after his comeback fight, after the devastating loss that he just took, to Tyson Fury to lose the trilogy. He came back against a guy who a lot of people feel... <laughs> a lot of people feel like this guy is kind of like a spitting image of Tyson Fury. Uh, Tyson Fury light, I guess. Robert Helenus And he knocked him out in the first round. So to me, Deontay Wilder's is back. I think he'll probably have another fight, maybe against Anthony Ruiz, possibly, to figure out who the number one contender is. I think Deontay Wilder is on the fast track back to being world champion once again. I think if he faced Usyk, he would beat Usyk. I think if he faced them, I think he'd win the belts. That's my opinion. So with that being said, I put Deontay Wilder at number eight pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Remember, this list goes across the gamut of all weight classes, okay? So, so far, Usyk, heavyweight, Charlo, middleweight, and Wilder, heavyweight. Number seven, previously mentioned, number nine, Jamal Charlo. His brother, Jermel, comes in at number seven. The undisputed super welterweight junior middleweight champion of the world. 35 one and one, the only loss he took in 2018 to Tony Harrison by very controversial decision, comes back and knocks him out with a TKO one year later. Uh, Kate, you know, had a draw against Brian Castano in 2021. Six months later, comes back and knocks him out. Avenged both his controversial loss and his controversial draw in knockout fashion. I think Jermel is a superstar. I think Jermel. Is going to show the world that he's the best super middleweight we've seen in quite some time. He is undisputed right now. He holds all the titles of all the major governing bodies. WBC, IBF, WBO, Ring Magazine. Every single title. So Jamel Charlo comes in. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics has him at number seven. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to get into some funny stuff now. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this thing. Uh I'm I'm kind of hesitant to say this, but I have to give the nod at number six. Ooh, I'm having trouble even saying it out loud. I gotta give the nod at number six to Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, the WBC heavyweight champion. He is undefeated. He did beat uh my guy uh Deontay Wilder twice. Uh, the third fight, with the first fight was a draw. Tyson Fury, I'm putting him at number six. It's tough for me because I do think that um, he's a little bit hemming and hard about whether he's going to retire or not. I don't really like that. Uh, I think he's kind of ducked the big fights. I don't want to say he's ducked the big fights, but it kind of feels like he's ducking the big fights. The only fighter that he's fought out of the big three in the heavyweight division was Wilder. And, yes, he won twice and Drew had a draw in the third fight. But what about Usyk? And what about the long-awaited fight that I think the world wanted to see, Anthony Joshua. Now, that fight may not be as sexy as it would have been a couple years ago because Joshua was coming off of two losses, but, I mean, we would have loved to have seen Fury versus Joshua. But with that being said, you still got to give him respect. I mean, undefeated, WBC and Ring Magazine heavyweight champion in the world. So I put Tyson Fury at number six, reluctantly, I admit. I'm a Tyson... I respect Tyson Fury, but I just feel like... He should have fought Anthony Joshua a long time ago, and unfortunately he didn't. But when you beat a guy like Deontay Wilder twice, you got to give him respect. So that's the third heavyweight already on this list. Usyk, Wilder, and now Fury coming in at number six on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly's top ten pound-for-pound list. Here's a little bit of surprise, guys. Here's a little bit of surprise. At number five... Got a lot of tweets, got a lot of inbox messages thinking that this guy would come in a lot higher on the list. But at number five, the undisputed super middleweight champ in the world, 52-2-2, Canelo Alvarez. Yes, Canelo Alvarez at number five. If you go back into the archives of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, I implore you to do so after you listen to this podcast. You will see an article I wrote. With a previous top 10 pound for pound list. And that list looked a lot different a year ago than it looks now. I had Canelo all the way up at number two. He has dropped to number five. Number five pound for pound in the world. Why? That loss to Dmitry Bival was very telling. Very telling back in May of 2022. Tried to step up in weight class, was unsuccessful. We all know that Dimitri Bivol is WBA light heavyweight champion. Canelo tried to step up and he got put back down. Now, of course, he did win the trilogy with Triple G. I think he lost the first fight, the fight that was a draw. He did win the second fight. He did win the third fight. But I think it was a little bit controversial. But look, at the end of the day, Canelo Alvarez is still a legend. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But yes, a little bit of a surprise. I'm sure people are very shocked to hear at number five, not three, not two, not one, but Canelo Alvarez coming off the loss to Baval, then the win over Triple G. I'm putting Canelo at number five. Best pound for pound fighters in the world. At number four, one of the most exciting fighters in the world today. Devin Haney, the undisputed light heavy, excuse me, lightweight champion of the world, 29-0. Coming off of back-to-back victories where he took the titles from George Cambosis, then de- successfully defended the title against George Cambosis. I think this guy has pay-per-view qualities written all over him. I think this guy is top-notch, top-five, top... Five, top- I mean, I have him at four. He could be three, two, or one by the time it's all said and done. Devin Haney has the speed. He has the look. He has the charisma. He has the skill. He has the the punching power. He has everything that's needed to be a superstar. He's already on his way. And how can I, you know, it's funny even saying he's on his way, right? Because he's already the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. Maybe he's going to end up stepping up in weight class. We don't know. But Devin Haney, number four on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly pound-for-pound list of boxers in the world. Here we go now. Top three. The WWE regular lightweight champion. Now, I know you guys are a little confused. I just said Devin Haney was undisputed. Yes. Devin Haney is the WBC, WBA, super lightweight champion. As well as IBF, as well as Ring Magazine, all the governing bodies, WBO. But... There's different divisions to different titles. I'm not talking about different divisions to weight class. I'm talking about different divisions to titles. You can have two different champions in the same weight class. Because one could be the super champion, which is Devin Haney. And one could be the quote-unquote regular champion, which is the guy I'm talking about right now at number three. Javante Tank Davis. The WBA regular lightweight champion of the world. This guy... Just like Devin Haney is box office. We'll never forget during the pandemic at one of the first fights during the pandemic era where there were fans led into the building. Dallas, Texas, half capacity, only let half the fans in, but it was still really cool to see fans. That was one of the first fights where fans came back, knocked out Leo Santa Cruz with an uppercut that darn near took Santa Cruz's head off his shoulders defeated Mario Barrios, and we all know what he did to Rolando Romero last year. I mean, earlier this year, he sat up here. Rolando Romero was talking all this crap, saying he was going to knock out Javante Davis. Tank Davis wasn't this. Tank Davis wasn't that. Big right hand put Rolando Romero on his butt, never got up. It was over. Bottom line is, Tank Davis, my goodness. And one thing that's really cool about Tank Davis, I want you guys to get fired up and excited about this. He has not just his next fight, but his next two fights agreed to in principle. The 27-0 WBA regular lightweight champion already has on the docket Hector Garcia. Okay. Hector Garcia and Ryan Garcia. So he's scheduled to face Hector Garcia next month, January 2023. And then in principle, he's agreed to fight Ryan Garcia, the undefeated uh fighter. In uh, I believe Ryan Garcia also is mm, the WBC interim interim lightweight champion, so he has a belt as well on an interim basis. So Javante Davis, in principle, already scheduled to face Hector Garcia January twenty three, and then Ryan Garcia. April 2023. So, I mean, Javante Tank Davis is going for the gold right here, right now. He's trying to knock out everybody in the lightweight vision, division. And when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen, after I predict he beats Hector Garcia in January, after I predict he beats Ryan Garcia in April, there will be nothing left to accomplish in the lightweight division other than going up against Devin Haney. And I think that fight will take place either late 2023 or early 2024. Imagine. Undisputed, lightweight champion of the world. At that time, by that time, he's 29-0 now. So by that time, I think he'll probably either be talking about Haney now. Maybe 30-0 and or 31-0 by that time. We know that right now Tank Davis is 27-0. So by then, he'll be 29-0. Two men going up head-to-head. Both title holders, undisputed. Two The two best, in my opinion, lightweights in the world. Obviously, top four and top three, in my mind, in Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics' mind, fighters in the world, pound for pound, going head to head. But that's in the future. Devin Haney has some fights coming up. Javante Davis has to get through Hector Garcia, which I think he will. Has to get through Ryan Garcia, which I think he will. And then, wow, the uh, possibilities are endless. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The world's been waiting for this. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics has been going crazy working super hard to try and get this thing right. At number two, pound for pound, I'll give you a hint. The top two are both welterweights, okay, there you go. So you got that. I'll give you five seconds to think about who's at number two. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, number two, pound for pound, Boxer in the world, according to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics. Terrence Bud Crawford. WBO welterweight champion of the world, 39-0. and 0. Yes, he is at number two, so I'm sure you can imagine who we have at number one. We'll get to that in just a minute. Let me tell you something. Terrence Crawford is awesome. Punching power. Skill Speed, box office marketability. He is doing his thing, representing and respectfully and honorably respecting his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. But I'm telling you something. We've waited for too long, Terrence. And we've waited too long, Terrence uh marketing team and management team. We want Terrence Bud Crawford against Errol Spence Jr. There's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to discuss. I know there's two different networks. Uh, going against each other. I know it's two different management teams going against each other. I know it's two different uh, uh, entities as far as as far as far uh, marketing, like I said, as far as trying to figure out what TV deal works for who. I don't care. The boxing world doesn't care. We want Crawford versus Spence, and that's the bottom line. So, with that being said, Terrence Bud Crawford, a man I have great respect for, WBO welterweight champion, 39-0, which leaves the number one spot pound for pound in the world, which goes to the incomparable Errol Spence Jr. Knockout after knockout, victory after victory, such an amazing, amazing record, an amazing, amazing resume that continues, that continues to shock the world and show the world that he is truly one of the icons of boxing in 2022 and beyond. This guy has beaten everybody they put in front of him. that he has continued to be entertaining in his fights. He sold out, almost sold out Jerry World in Dallas, Texas. I mean this guy continues to be impressive. He just beat Ugas, okay, back in April of 2022. After that was after a long layoff, a very long layoff where he got into a car accident. Thank God everything worked out alright. Danny Garcia he beat Sean Porter. I love Showtime Sean Porter. He's now retired after his recent loss to the aforementioned um, the aforementioned Bud Crawford. But, I mean, Mikey Garcia. I mean, the, the list goes with Chris Algieri back in 2016. He's fought the best of the best. And he wants Bud Crawford. He wants Bud Crawford. And Bud Crawford says he wants him. But, For whatever reason, it has not yet happened, but Errol Spence Jr., according to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics, the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Let's get into some honorable mentions, okay? Some guys that you guys might be surprised are not on this list. Ryan Garcia, the WBC Interim Lightweight Champion. He's 23-0. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. He is scheduled in principle to fight tank davis in april of next year he's really good he is really really good i don't think he cracks the top 10 because he hasn't had that many marquee victories he passes the eye test he passes the skill test but i'm gonna tell you something plain and simple after tank Tank davis gets through hector garcia in january it's gonna be tank davis versus ryan garcia in april that'll be the fight that determines the trajectory of ryan garcia's career plain and simple i hate to put everything in one fight You know, it's really unfair. I mean, the guy has 23 professional fights, 23 wins without a loss. And it's very difficult to sit up here and say, okay, this fight's going to be the be-all, end-all of his career. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Should Tank Davis, which I predict he will, get through Hector Garcia in January, when April 2023 comes, Ryan Garcia will be looking into the mirror. And I'm talking about the mirror of his career. He will be trying to figure out a way to beat Tank Davis to to pretty much determine whether he's going to shoot up into superstardom or whether he's going to fall back into the abyss of nothingness because Ryan Garcia loses to Tank Davis. Nobody will ever take him seriously. Ryan Garcia defeats Tank Davis. He will be considered the best, pretty much besides Devin Haney, the best lightweight in the world. And that will set up, by the way, Ryan Garcia versus Devin Haney. The same fight, the dream fight, the dream match I want to see with Tank Davis versus Devin Haney. Ryan Garcia has the opportunity to replace Javante Davis ...in that equation and face Devin Haney for the undisputed lightweight title. But that's only if he can get past Dick Davis in April. I don't think he will, but he may surprise me. So that's the first honorable mention, WBC interim lightweight champion, Ryan Garcia. Another guy that maybe you might have thought been on the list, but maybe not, Anthony Joshua, the former two-time champion. I just couldn't put him on the list. We at the analytics department could not put him on the list. He he got soundly beat. He got soundly beat by Usyk in these two fights. Um he got soundly beat by Ruiz the first time and knocked out, came back and, and avenged the the loss to Ruiz, but he was not able to avenge the loss to Usyk. He lost twice. He he's just shown himself to be a little bit a little bit less than what we hoped he would be. I like I said earlier, I wish he had fought Tyson Fury a couple years ago. That would have been a big time fight when both guys were undefeated, both guys were champions, but unfortunately it didn't work out that way. And uh, and Joshua's lost a little bit of steam. Does he have the chance to come back? Of course he does. I think Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder would be box, box office. I think Joshua, if he tries to get back into the championship picture, wins a couple fights, maybe he'll end up in the ring with Tyson Fury. We don't know. I don't think Usyk will fight him for a third time unless he has a belt. So I guess Joshua will have to kind of go around the Marbury Bush, let's say, to kind of figure out how to get back to Usyk if he wants to. But Joshua is certainly not done. He's still relatively young, still relatively in his prime, but he wasn't going to make the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Top 10 pound-for-pound pound list because he's had some struggles as of late. And the last honorable mention, actually the second to last honorable mention will be Dimitri Baval. He is an excellent fighter, don't get me wrong, and he had a stellar career-defying victory over Canelo Alvarez, the WBA light heavyweight champion. But the unfortunate part for me, And the unfortunate part for our analytics department, which does not have him at number 10. And by the way, Dimitri Boval would have been number 11. If this this list had 11 guys on it, he would have been number 11. So he was right there on the cusp. But the reason why he doesn't crack the top 10, before he beat Canelo, nobody heard of him. He was kind of like an anomaly, just like the light heavyweight division as a whole. The light heavyweight division hasn't been prominent in many, many years. So it's a situation where it's like now... He has to go out and get another signature victory. I think he gets another signature victory. He remains undefeated. He is an undefeated fighter. I think he'll end up on many top 10 lists, including Hubbard Wrestling League. But for right now, I can't give him the nod about beating the naturally smaller Canelo. Yes, Canelo's a first ballot Hall of Famer when he decides to hang him up. He's the undisputed super middleweight champion, which is one weight class below light heavyweight. But we all know is the naturally bigger man, and he had the advantage in that fight. We thought that Canelo could overcome it because, you know, for God's sake, he's Canelo. But Dmitry Bivol did his job, and he made a name for himself in that fight. He will be the guy for, that will forever be known as the only guy to beat Canelo outside of Floyd Mayweather. But that's the only major fight on his resume, so he doesn't crack the top 10. And here's the biggest surprise I think people will have in this list. Not making the top 10, but somebody I have so much respect for. Somebody who I thought got robbed in a Canelo fight was Triple G, the reigning WBA and IBF, uh, middleweight champion. I think he's on a collision course with Jamal Charlo should he not retire, um, for the undisputed title in the middleweight division. I just couldn't put him on the top 10 list. Uh, he's such a great fighter, such a, 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 a heroic, a heroically brave fighter, um, I think his best chance to beat Canelo was the first fight. I think he won the fight. I think they robbed him of that victory. And we all know that when they fought the third time earlier this year that it just wasn't he wasn't just, he just wasn't going to have enough. You know, it was a perfect storm for Triple G to lose. Let me explain. When Triple G faced Canelo earlier this year, it was the perfect storm for uh Golovkin to lose because A You had a very motivated Alvarez who just came off the Dimitri Baval loss. Um, You had a guy in Canelo, even though he came off that Baval loss, was still pretty much in his prime. Triple G, some would say past his prime. It's hard to say a fighter is in his prime when he's 40 years old, 39 years old. So, I mean, he was favored to lose. He ended, up, he ended up losing. He showed a lot of heart in rounds 9, 10, 11, and 12, making the fight a little closer on the scorecards. I had him losing that fight, 116-112. He ended up losing the fight. Much respect to Triple G. Galani Golovkin will be a Hall of Famer when he decides to hang off. He is still the WBA and IBS middleweight champion. He still has a major fight on the horizon. His management... If promoters can get it together, we have Triple G versus Jamal Charlo for the undisputed middleweight championship. I think that would be amazing. Will it happen? We don't know. We've seen with the Bud Crawford and Errol Spence situation that sometimes the management and promoter teams can't get together, which is really a shame. It keeps us from seeing the fights that we really want to see, but it is what it is. So, With that being said, honorable mention to Ryan Garcia, honorable mention to Anthony Joshua, Dimitri Boval, and the middleweight champ. Triple G. So to review the top 10 pound-for-pound boxers according to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly analytics, the WBA, IBF, WBO, and Ring Magazine heavyweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk at number 10, the middleweight champion, and the WBC, Jamal Charlo at number 9, the former WBC champion with 12 successful title defenses in a row, undefeated against everybody in the world except if your name is Tyson Fury. Uh, I'm talking about Deontay Wilder, Jamal, Jamel Charlo, the undisputed super middleweight and junior middleweight uh, champion of the world, 35-1-1, only loss, avenged by knockout, only draw, avenged by knockout, uh, he is at number seven, number five, Canelo Alvarez, undisputed super middleweight champion of the world, losses way back in the day to Floyd Mayweather, lost recently to B- Dmitry Bivol, and just recently won Trilogy With Triple G. At number four, the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, 29-0, Devin Haney. Superstar. Major superstar in the making. At number three, another superstar in the making. The WBA regular lightweight champion. And a man who I believe is on a collision course with Devin Haney. Should he get past Hector Garcia in January and Ryan Garcia in April. Talking about Gervonta Tank Davis. And then you have the two most charismatic guys, I think, in the entire Uh, world of boxing right now the guys that people want to see the most talent bud crawford at number two the undefeated wbo welterweight champion of the world for god's sakes give us spence versus crawford and speaking of spence he comes in at number one pound for pound in the world according to hubbard wrestling analytics the wba wbc ivf welterweight champion of the world 28 wins no losses so wow This has been fun. Listen, before I log off and get off the air, I want to make, once again, a big shout-out to my co-host on Clash of the Podcast, Conrad Cushman. Check us out each and every Monday night, 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Everything Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Audio version of that show, as far as shorts are concerned, little clips and little outtakes that we take of the show can be found on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly YouTube channel big shout out to Joel and fight tv team over there in my opinion the number one streaming combat sports network in the world big shout out to them been so happy and proud to do some work with Joel and the social media team over there appreciate you guys much respect and always as always listen it's always a blessing okay uh to be serious for a minute it's always a blessing to um to come to you on these airwaves. However you may be listening. Wherever you may be listening. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me. Um, I built this Hubbard Wrestling Weekly thing from from nothing. And for every follower on social media. For every listener on my YouTube channel. Or on hubbardwrestlingweekly.com Or wherever you may hear my podcast. On Google Play or on iTunes. Wherever you may be listening. I thank you sincerely. Big shout out to my family. I love you guys. Big shout out to my friends. Let's have a wonderful Christmas holiday season. Happy New Year in advance. Once again, it's December 23rd. Christmas is around the corner. We're in the midst of Hanukkah. For those celebrating Hanukkah, we're in the midst of Kwanzaa. It's Christmas season. New Year's on the horizon. New Year's, new beginnings, new victories and successes. So, with that being said, I am your host, Sean Hubbard. This is Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast and as always remember and be encouraged by the fact be encouraged by the fact that evil never prevails god bless you we'll talk to you in 2023 let's go baby later